Let's begin in Matthew chapter 6. Once again, I just want to introduce the thought that we began this series with. And it's found in Matthew chapter 6 in verses 9 and 10, where Jesus prays, In this manner therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's the key phrase that we are looking at. Jesus prayed, your kingdom come. Which means that his kingdom wasn't here. There was another kingdom here in place. Amen? And it needed to be overridden by God's kingdom. Alright? Just the way that the, the law of flight overrides the law of gravity. And so even though normally things will fall, if you do the things that you need to do, you will take flight. There's a living example here. Okay. <laughs> Alright. But there are some things that we can do that will overcome what the curse did. Amen. And so, whatever the kingdom of darkness says is possible and is impossible, the kingdom of light says, no, all things are possible. Amen. And we need to understand that and we need to start to turn our hearts and our minds toward that. And in order for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, that's going to require us to step into what God wills for this earth. Now the thing is, a lot of the time we are not sure how things are in heaven. We have an idea, but we're not really sure. So what Jesus did was bring that down to earth. In everything that He said and everything that He did. You see, He didn't just teach us stuff. This is what made Jesus very different to a lot of other religious leaders. They would come and just teach you stuff and say, Well, you know, that, that's what you need to do to get to heaven. See you later. Bye. Pretty much. Jesus came down and He said, I have come from there. And let me show you how there works. Amen? And so, because of what He did, we can then follow His example and do likewise. That's why it is a doctrine from hell. When people say, oh, that was just for the Son of God. That was just Jesus. That's not for us. Jesus should have never said, you go and do likewise. Let's turn next to Matthew chapter 18. We were in Matthew 6. Let's move forward to Matthew chapter 18, please. In heaven, nothing happens that is outside of God's will. Can we agree on that? Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Nothing in heaven happens outside God's will. One angel tried, and the only time that there was a rebellion in heaven... It was squashed and put down. God's will be done. Amen? And God's will was done. So, <laughs> you know, we need to learn from that. That if we are in line with God's will, it will be done. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. Jesus says there, and I want you to think about this in terms of what we are learning now. He said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, will be loosed in heaven. The New Living Translation says, I tell you this, whatever you prohibit on earth, is prohibited in heaven. And whatever you allow 
on earth is allowed in heaven. Now, how does that work for us? God is telling us, listen, you need to understand that as you prohibit things down here, all right, heaven will move on that. As you allow things down here, heaven will move on that. If you say yes to that, heaven will go, okay. If you allow it, it's allowed. Do you hear me? If you say no, we are not going to die of starvation. This is not happening. Heaven goes, that's not happening. Okay, it doesn't matter what the devil wants. Whatever you decide. Do you hear what I'm saying? Heaven will back your decision. You decide yes, then it's yes. You decide no, then it's no. You better make good decisions because you are going to be judged for them. (laughs) Amen. You can't just get away with this stuff. Amen. Just because somebody's thinking, Woo, I can do anything. (laughs) You better not. Better find out what God's will is. Can I get an amen on that? Okay, let's move on, because i got a lot of territory to recover today. Okay? In other words, nothing should be happening on this planet, listen to me, without our approval. Did you get that? Nothing should be happening down here without our approval. Once again, we come back to another doctrine from hell. Whatever God wants, that's what's going to happen. Did you get that? See, so many people just believe that. Do you know why? Because it excuses us from doing anything. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. Yes, to the world, not to you. Whatever you will, will be. For them, whatever will be, will be. Again, we need to learn to draw a divided line. We need to understand that there is a difference. Now, if that's your favorite song, I love the song too. I like Doris. It's one of my favorite songs. But I need you to understand that there is a difference between those that are trapped in the world, those that are a part of the kingdom of darkness, and those that have been rescued out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of His dear Son. And in that kingdom, guess what? You choose. Choices aren't made for you. You choose. And then you have to be responsible for your choices. Amen. Once again, we need to get to the place where we need to understand that whatever is going on down here needs our permission. Isn't that a revolutionary thought? We've never really thought about it that way. Whatever we permit is allowed. Whatever we say no to is not allowed. So what are we permitting down here? I said this to um, the Bible College If we ever understood how much power we exert every time we start to pray, we'll be the most prayingest people on the planet. We just don't see it, see? Because we have to do it by faith. And it's hard when we're praying and we don't know what will happen. We don't see the effect that it has. We don't see how God starts to move, how angels are dispatched, how things begin to change. And you know, you a couple of weeks later, you look at it and go... Oh, that did work out well. Oh, you know. I I remember praying over that a little bit. But yes, that's why it worked. And the devil would say, oh, that wasn't your prayer. You know, millions of others were praying. What's your prayer? Yeah, but what were they praying? Listen to me. Not everybody prays the same. (laughs) Do you hear me? People don't all believe that it is God's will to heal right now. 
So if you're a sick person, don't go ask the wrong people to pray for you. Because you all don't know what you're going to end up with. It might get worse. Because they're saying, now God, if you're teaching them a lesson, teach it well. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you don't want that man. You don't want anymore. Thank you very much. And the devil is getting permission from Christians to go do his work. Just because you have more people praying for you may not be a good thing. You need the right people praying for you. Even Jesus knew better than to take all of his 12 disciples into a situation where there was a dead girl. He just said, "Uh, you nine, stay out here. Especially you, Thomas, just stay out here. The three of you come with me. And don't say a word. Boy, I tell you what. She got raised from the dead. But you know, not only his disciples got turfed, everybody in the place got thrown out. Remember that? Then they scorned and laughed at him. And the next little line says, and when he had put them out. <laughs> okay. I like how they went that right past it. Can you imagine how much it would have taken to put them out? This is a whole bunch of people. They're settled. They're settled and they're mourning because they're paid to mourn. They used to pay people to do that stuff, you know. So, you know, for him to get rid of all of that. See what I'm trying to say? Even the Lord didn't tolerate unbelief. He knew there were certain things some people will believe and some people won't. Even his own disciples. So like I said to you, be careful who you ask for prayer. The thing is that if we don't know what God's will is, God only knows what all will be praying. And we need to all pray. See, one of the most powerful things, in fact, the next thing that Jesus goes on to say, it's very interesting, in verse 19, so in verse 18, he says, whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, loose on earth, loose in heaven. Verse 19, it says, again, I say to you, watch this now, if two of you agree on earth, as concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them. Now, watch this, okay? The power... Of synergy. When we start to pray together the same thing, we've seen this in Acts. The whole place shook. All right? When you start to pray the same thing together, stuff happens. So, you know, the reason we have so many different doctrines, do you know one of the key reasons for that is to stop us from agreeing in prayer? Because if we ever agree, the devil's done. So he has to keep us blocked off and fighting over dumb theologies. Amen? Just so that we don't agree. So that we won't pray and get a disease off someone because somebody is going, Yeah, but God doesn't do that today. He just tests us. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And that's pretty much it. And you go, Dear God, I'm going to go change gods. I don't like this one very much. That's how much respect we have for life. Never seen it like that, huh? Do you know how much respect Jesus had for life? And he healed them all. Do you hear me? Every single one. I bet he saw one that he went, Oh, you have been very naughty. I know that disease. That's one of them very naughty diseases. Hey, come on, man. You know, people weren't saints. (laughs) Okay? And he healed them all. You know the interesting thing? They just knew if they just got to him, they'll be healed. That they wouldn't be questioned. 
that they wouldn't be judged. They would be healed. After they're healed, they might get a little instruction. Dude, don't do that again. Next. (laughs) Okay? That's it. And when you get healed, when the guy tells you don't do it again, you don't do it again. Amen. It's because of this agreement that it says in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent his disciples two by two. Alright? Because they would be in agreement. If any two of them shall agree. Do you know one of the reasons why you need a a support person is because sometimes one person might look at something and go, and the other one will go, don't worry, we can handle this. Amen? Sometimes, you know, you just need that other person there. Because you just think, okay, I might not be up to, up to this, but they sure look like their eyeballs are ready for this. You know, they're going, let me at him, let me at him. You know, and you go, go get him. <laughs> okay? You, you, you know, hello. And if I know Jesus, I know he would have said, uh, Thomas, you go with Pete. And, you know, okay, we, we, we don't want to send two people. Then they come back and nothing happened. He would have picked them very carefully and sent them out two by two. Amen. Jesus is very careful about everything that he did. He was very smart. So, let's turn to Matthew chapter 14. Let me go there next. Remember again in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. What was the reason Jesus came? He came to destroy the works of the devil. Alright? Now, why did he come to destroy the works of the devil? Because he was bringing God's kingdom to this earth. And in order to bring his kingdom to this earth, it meant destroying what was killing us. Destroying everything that came in opposition to God's will. Amen? Destroying everything that was a part of the kingdom of darkness. And he was about to show us, this stuff isn't from God. So when we get to Matthew chapter 14, let's see how Jesus dealt with a couple of different situations. Alright? In Matthew chapter 14, when they had sick people. In Matthew 14 and verse 14, it says here, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them. And what did he do? He said, God's trying to teach you a lesson, darling. Oh, you sick people. Just be sick a little longer. And let's see how many love God. That's it, that's all you're going to get from them. You don't get prayer, you don't get faith, you don't get somebody standing in agreement, you don't get a shield put around you, none of that stuff. You're on your own, kid. Amen. Now, this is how Jesus said, okay, you want to know what God's will is? Let me show you. And so we have, when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them. Remember Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And heal their sick. He just healed them all. And you know what? It took all day to heal everyone. How do you know that? Read the next verse. It says in verse 15, when it was evening. Now can you imagine him exercising his faith and healing people all day? And he gets to the evening. And he's a little pooped. Are we all here? Okay. What would you do? Send them all home, that's enough. (laughs) Besides that, we're hungry, they're hungry, let them all go home. I speak from experience. (laughs) 
that's why we dismiss you so quickly. <laughs> There's a little boot that's hanging out and just, you know, continually kicks him out now. <laughs> but, you know, can we just be serious here for a minute and just understand that this takes a lot of work healing people. You know, you lay hands and whatever you have to do. And I tell you, there will be incurable diseases, people that would have brought people that were basically dead. Amen? Because they knew from Lazarus, this guy will raise anything up. Just get the body there. (laughs) They might die in the way. Not a problem. Okay? Just get the body there and we'll be good. Amen? That's how much faith they had in him, man. They need to have the same kind of faith in us. We need to grow that faith. Slowly, slowly, but we need to grow it. We didn't learn calculus in a day. Some of you still don't know. Okay, Okay. it takes time to learn things. And but you know what? As you learn things step by step, as complicated as it may look to somebody that just walks in the door, to you it's just the next thing. And it's no big deal, really. It might be a little challenging, but that's because you're learning something new again. And then after a while, that will become second nature to you until you move on to the next thing. And people will be looking at you and going, what language is that? To you, it all makes sense. To them, they can't understand any of it now. Do you hear what I'm saying? We should be the same way with our faith. We, We all start in the same place, but we should get to a place where people are just amazed at us like they were amazed at Jesus. They're like, wow, how do you do that? Do you hear me? That's what they should be saying about us. Anyway, let's get back to this. And it takes time. Like I said, please, no condemnation. But we need to aim for something. Amen, others, we're never going to get there. Okay. So, verse 15, when it was evening, after healing all the sick now, it says his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Oh, Jesus. Really? You know, we have been working the lines, catching people that don't want to fall. You know, some people, they just, Jesse Duplantis talks about this. You know? (laughs) And this is like, hits them, puts them down. But it can get tiring, okay? All right. Being Jesus' disciples. You understand? I mean, he just line after line after line. I mean, they're just going, falling like flies. And people are healed and wanting to give their testimony. And do you know people don't want to shut up when they get healed? Doesn't matter that the guy's getting healed. I need to tell somebody. <laughs> Hello. So you know, it's not a quiet place. It's a ruckus. And there's 12 little apostles running off their little feet. So they're going, oh, thank God that was the last one. Quick, send them home before somebody faints. <laughs> and we have another one in our hands. So, and Jesus says, no, no, no. We're going to feed them. You're going to feed them. <sighs> I should have asked for more money. <laughs> I'm sure the disciples are thinking that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Verse 17. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. I can just see that. Come on. Can we be real a little bit here? I can just see the disciples and you know looking at each other going, that's all we have. He's gonna to have to send them home. <laughs> Come on now. Who didn't have that thought? 
I mean, we want them to go home. We need to rest. We didn't get healed, they did. <laughs> okay? We're tired and hungry and a little grumpy now. Okay? Couple of loaves, fishes, we don't have enough. Jesus goes, bring him to me. Oh, no. No, why do you want them? Why? <laughs> do you not believe what I said? And then he commanded the multitudes to sit down. No. They need to be standing to go home. <laughs> Sitting down gets them settled. We don't want them settled. They'll never leave. Come on. Seriously, are you all that saintly? Okay, all right. I'm the only carnal one here. Okay, that's all right. You know what? Whatever. Okay, I'm just saying what I'm thinking. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so then he commanded the mother to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and two fish. And looking up to heaven. Now wonder what's going through the disciples' mind right now. The multitude don't know any of this. There's Jesus said, give it to me. The disciples go, oh no, what now? And he looks up. Interesting when we pray, we look down. Okay, we normally bow our heads in respect to God. But it's interesting, Jesus looked up. Do you know why? On earth, as it is in heaven. This isn't happening. Heaven, nobody goes hungry. So he looks up and he says, this is not happening down here. Nobody's hungry up there. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Right now, we have a shortage of food. So God... We need this multiplied. A lot. We need to know how to pray. Hmm? You want your will done? Let's do it. Let's show them. Hallelujah. So he looks up. He's about to bring God's will down to this earth. So he looks up. And he blessed. And broke. And gave the loaves to the disciples. Interesting, isn't it? What did he say in verse 16? You give them something to eat. You give them to eat. So he's going to bring that to pass as well. So he breaks the bread and gives it to his disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. Amen. They gave them something to eat. You see, can I just say this now? When God tells you, you do something, don't discount Him and the miracle He's going to do. It doesn't mean that you have to go, oh my God, let's go and see how much we have in the bank account. Wait for a minute. Wait for Him to multiply what you have and give it back to you. Then you can feed Him. This is one of the places we go wrong. God tells us to do something and go, oh my God, how am I going to do it? And before, we don't wait. We rush off and see what we have. Can I get an amen on this? Okay. We rush off because Jesus said, you give him something to eat. Oh my Lord, let's go look in the pantry and see what all there is. Wait, we haven't finished yet. Yes, you're going to give him something to eat. I'm going to multiply what you have first. Because otherwise you're going to do without. And we don't want you to do without. We want you to be better for following God's will, not worse off. Can I say that again? God wants you to be better off for following His will, not worse off. The people that are worse off following His will didn't quite follow His will. They ran off mid-sentence. 
I'm talking to you about thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does that work? God tells you something. He doesn't expect you to do it without Him. He fully expects to get involved in everything He asks you to do. Amen? And so Jesus asked Him to do this, but He was going to get fully involved in it. So he said, you give him to eat. <laughs> okay? They said, this is all we have. He said, not a problem, bring it here. He prayed, looked up, multiplied the whole lot, gave it back to them, and he said, go feed him. Like I said, go feed him. You're going to feed them. Isn't it interesting? Jesus didn't say, I'll go feed them. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See those disciples? They didn't believe this. See me? I did this. Jesus didn't care about looking good. He wanted the disciples to look good. Because he was going to leave them behind. And the crowd is going to remember the disciples and go, Hey, when we were short of food, they fed us. Amen. There's so much in that I hope you get it. Alright. Let's conclude this. Verse 20. Remember I told you, you're always better off for doing what God asks you to do. But only as you stay in His will. Amen? Verse 20. So they all ate. And were what? They were filled. They were like, I can't fit another, nothing in there. I think we might have dessert. Forget it, there's no room. Okay, they, remember, can, can I just tell you something about hungry people? They eat more than they should. When you've been out all day, and you are starving, you eat till you pop. Generally speaking, I'm not... Prophesying that on you, but I'm just saying. You know, okay? When you're that okay, when you're that hungry, man, you just eat and eat, and is there more bread? Yeah, there's more, man. I don't know where they're getting it from, but it's like a bread factory up there. Just keep on bringing it. And they ate and ate till they were filled. You can see all these little people, little like little balls, you know, with little hands hanging out. <laughs> okay? You roll them down the hill and roll them back now anyway, okay? They were filled. I want you to get this. So they all ate and were this is how. God looks after you. This is thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are you getting this? And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. Okay, a couple of things here. Number one, they didn't leave a mess. Okay? Because otherwise people are going to come and go, Oh my gosh, Jesus had another meeting. Look at the mess from miles. Come on now, can we be real here? I mean, there would be a mess everywhere. You know what Jesus taught them? Clean up after yourself. You have a miracle, wonderful, but you have to be responsible. Not to leave stuff lying around. So pick it all up. Number two, who do you think got the 12 baskets? How many baskets? How many disciples? I know one of them thought, holy mackerel. We all get a basket. We all get, <laughs> you know? What about Jesus? No, he can multiply his own. We all get a basket. <laughs> okay. He can do the thing. You know? okay? Isn't this wonderful? He said, you give them to eat. And at the end of the day, you get a basket full for yourself. You don't get to go without. You get your own basket full. Hallelujah. On earth, as it is in heaven. Are you getting this? Hmm? 
And now they tell us how many people were fed. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. That's a lot of people got fed that day. So not only did they get healed, but they got fed. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is your response to people that are in distress and sickness? What is your response to people that have a need? Feel the need. Wait for God. You take what you have and say, God, I've got this. This is my heart. This is what I have in my hand. Now make my hand match my heart. Amen? And then, hallelujah, you watch how they will get saved. Jesus didn't just talk. He did. Everything he said. He says, I'm the bread of life, and he feeds them all. I'm the resurrection, and he raises the dead. Amen? I mean, he just continually backs up everything he says. And it's time for us to do the same. And bring God's will to this earth. On earth. As it is in heaven. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah.